Hey, it's your old pal Slim, and this is 70mm, a podcast for film lovers. Every Monday, I'm joined by famous artist Danny Haas. <laughs> and spiritual advisor, Pertalexis. Um, horse first tank. Him just playing chess while these Jeeps and tank are playing checkers. You know, this isn't a game to him. And together as friends forever, we discuss recently watched movies. Not only are we covering Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade later in this episode, but we enlisted my dear friend and Indiana Jones expert and fellow podcaster, Jonesy. But the stunt of him like scooping down to get that rock, when his chest meat is just hanging out and rippling. Is it possible that Last Crusade remains a five-star movie? Or has it aged poorly, like it drank from the wrong chalice? Find out now. We're talking The Last Crusade, but we have a guest this week. We know you're here for The Last Crusade, okay? You can use the chapter feature in your podcast app if you want to skip right to it. I dare you (laughs) to skip past this. (laughs) Tonight, our guest is, uh, he's been called an Indiana Jones historian, okay? Mm -hmm. By no one. James Bond expert. Mm Mm-hmm co-host of the award-winning interview with a podcast of vampire podcast mm-hmm. retrospective on the filmography of one tom cruise i just want to appreciate the village no crossover <laughs> on the show we appreciate that <laughs> and uh semi-retired from the paper keg podcast a podcast about comic books but more important than all that he's my friend welcome yeah. to the show jonesy so I'm, I first met Slim when he was just Matthew. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were 16 years young. So if you want to, let's do the math. What is that? I can't do 24 that. 24 years? Oh my We've known each other? You heard me last week talking about Willie. I can't do that math. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I just want to say uh, to all the naysayers, I mm. also like Willie Scott, you know? Thank mm-hmm. you. Give me the diamond, Lau, or mm-hmm. anything goes. Thank you. Yes. Sheesh. I will I will not have my dear oldest friend be slandered <laughs> by the likes of this village over liking something. Love what you love. There's a little bit of a self-slandering too. Uh, he's always had that deprecating thing. That's not, that's not new. <laughs> when we have a guest on 70MM, we try to in- introduce them to our audience, to the village. And we do that by going through their letterbox top four. This is the the big part where you know, people can try to get a vibe with a guest. Maybe they're not interested in guest episodes, but this is how we get them interested. This is our way to vibe. Trying to vibe right now? So one of the movies on Jonesy's list mm. is this episode. Just throwing it out there right yeah, now. Absolutely. The this we're, has been a, a legacy movie for me since mm, I was a boy. We're gonna hold we're gonna pause on those thoughts for now. Save it when we get to the segment. 
Well, let me go to the back of Jonesy's top four. The Fugitive. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Are you kidding <laughs> yeah. me? 1993 Harrison Ford vehicle, The Fugitive. Uh, remake of the television show, the same name. Uh, that movie is chicken soup for my soul. <laughs> Whenever things are bad at the uh, the JLB household, The Fugitive goes on. How good is Tommy Lee Jones in that film, too? He is incredible in that movie. His performance is so good, it spawned a sequel from a movie based on a TV series that had no sequel. Mm. Oh, yeah. I forget about that. What was the US sequel? U.S. Marshals. Oh, yeah. Starring, starring cinema darling <laughs> Wesley Snipes. Mm. Oh, my goodness gracious. A precursor of uh, Donnie Byung or whatever, or whatever. <laughs> alleged to last week. <laughs> this knowledge is being dropped on my head right now. <laughs> I can't even believe it. Danny <laughs> Next on your list, uh, Mama Mia, Last of the Mohicans, Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, man. Uh, it, and I know people will disparage this because my favorite performance of his is The Boxer. That might oh, be gosh. my favorite Daniel Day-Lewis film. But okay. this okay. movie evokes something in me that like gives me human energy. Like just the, as soon as he goes and talks mm. to Satchem in the third act, mm -hmm. and the promontory track starts playing, and your heart mm. starts beating, and he, sh he shoots the major so that uh, out of uh, mercy, so he doesn't die burning alive, and he starts running through the rocks. Oh. Even right now, I can see that your faces are changing. Me just describing <laughs> it. <laughs> that that you're right. Uh, Rumble in chat says the same thing. Best theme song. I mean, no, that music is top tier. Mm -hmm. When they're running through the the rocky mountains, and then he says he says that famous line where they have to separate from each other. You survive. You survive. My astral body is is <laughs> quivering at that moment. <laughs> the next movie on your list, Proto uh, saw the poster for this movie. Uh, Unbelievable, Highlander. Oh yeah. <sighs> Russell Number Mulcahy two. showing mm -hmm. up. He would, he would later be blackballed and come back to direct MTV's Teen Wolf, but I won't hold that against him. Oh my God. Uh, but Goodness. yeah, this, this was an incredible film. One of my favorite Sean Connery movies. Christoph Lambert. Right. You kidding mm. me? Yeah. Was the, I, think, I remember if uh, I'm incorrect, but you said Highlander 2 was one of the worst movies ever made. It might be the worst movie I've ever seen. Ooh. Yeah, Highlander two, high praise. Uh, Michael Irons. Okay. <laughs> has that, has, does let, anyone let me, does anyone on. have a movie in their top four where they say the sequel is the worst movie they've ever made or they've ever seen? I just want to. I'm going to explain to you a real scene from Highlander two. Okay. Okay. Ninety year old Connor McCloud, skin sagging. <laughs> Limping down an aisle, wins a sword fight against a guy on a hoverboard. This is real, all real. <laughs> the end of the fight makes him young again, turns Virginia Madden's on Virginia Madsen on to a 12, has to hump him in an alley. That's a scene <laughs> in the movie. That's not like 12 a.m. I'm having a kielbasa stick fanfic with greasy fingers that I'm writing. Like somebody His wrote that, is shot it. It's such a rate that it's like a he's about Wait. to knock himself out. Oh my god! When do the heads get cut off? Uh, well, that would be a process called the quickening. 
Whereas uh, immortals slice each other's heads off to get more powerful. Quote, he's oh, doing and quotes. Michael Ironside Gosh. plays a guy named General Katana who gets beheaded by a katana. That's all real oh, things gosh. that happened in that movie. Anyway, watch Highlander 1. Yeah, and stop there. Is is what we're saying. Yeah. That's the main <laughs> hit the, thing. Hit the brakes. Right after so that. at this point, I think people, maybe people have a vibe on Jonesy's filmography. His film loves uh, someone, uh, Kev just linked to the sequel to Big Lebowski. Get it out of here, Kev. Okay? Excuse we're, me? We're trying to have fun here. You don't need to. You don't need to bring that up right Enough. now, Kev. <laughs> Kev, you are on thin ice, my friend in chat. Uh, so I mentioned Jonesy's Letterbox. It's our favorite social media site where we can go pick up hard our top four and judge each other and make fun jokes. Uh, but every week we give out a free year of Letterbox Pro that gets rid of ads on Letterbox and the app, and you can see where all these movies are streaming, so you can have kind of like quick access to. Uh, watch these movies right away. This week's winner of a year of Letterbox Pro is from our own VHS Village Remnant. Oh my gosh! Just won a year of Letterbox what? Pro. Yeah, Remnant, my boy. The numbers don't lie. Okay. Uh, and if you want to upgrade to Letterbox Pro or patron status at any time, get your name in the lights at Letterbox.com. You can get twenty percent off at seventy mmpod.com. So check it out. Mm. Proto, let's talk about what some of the movies we watched this week. Proto, did you watch anything? The movies that we watched together are uh, Images. Mm. Mm-hmm. You guys heard of this movie? Our friends over at uh, Bat and Spider, Chuck and Dale, they were covering this movie. Um, I gave it four stars. You know, I haven't watched a Bat and Spider movie in uh, a long time. Let's just say mm-hmm. a long time. Um, but when I saw this, Robert Altman, you got to jump on the train, you know? Yeah. You never know when the Altman train's going to come by. <laughs> if it's coming your way, you're getting on it. So I watched it, had a had a fantastic time, and then listened to the episode. And uh, uh, it was golden, as always. Yeah, Chuck Chuck didn't like it. Chuck on Bat and Spider. He was not Spoilers. pleased. You could oh, tell. I mean, the episode came out today. You should have listened by now. I didn't fan. because uh, I I was I really want to watch this film after Proto's you were at review the beach and your for a review. Month, you could have watched this movie on on the beach. I don't need this. <laughs> Danny, tell this them is, in Europe they just call that holiday, and everybody yeah, gets to have it. This is holiday. You know? <laughs> okay. How about the dummy? The dummy <laughs> action in that movie. The dummy work. Listen, I'm on record as saying any movie with extensive dummy usage is an automatic four star. Uh, mm. But the dummy usage <laughs> in images brought it up a, a half star, big time. Did you watch anything else? Oh, I just finished uh, just finished the Passage to India, the David Lean flick mm-hmm. in our Lean Journey for June. Um, and I said in my review, it's one of the most uh, disturbing visuals I've seen in a movie. <laughs> Alec Guinness cast as an Indian man. Um, <laughs> Can't. It's so is there, is there anything he can't do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what's crazy, this movie came out in uh, 1984, and this is just so strange in my mind to think that uh, it was... Uh, no, when did Return of the... Return of the Jedi came out in 1983. So that's just wild to think, because I haven't seen Alec Guinness in anything other than Star Wars before this these lean movies. 
And I got to say, um, not really impressed with Alec Guinness's <laughs> work in these movies. Really? Yeah. I don't mm. know if he's in our, our last movie for next month, but. Uh, you didn't like him on Bridge on over the River Kwai? I mean, he was serviceable. Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, I'm getting, just want to call out my roasting in the Discord right now um, with the Anakin meme for not bringing up that the road to Harry Potter exists mm-hmm. still on our Patreon. When we get to 200 patrons, we will be going through the entire cinematic Harry Potter experience <laughs> just mm. for the patrons. We're inching ever so close right now. Uh, we just got some new friends this week on our Patreon. They won eight uh, episodes in a row about Harry Potter. <laughs> they're not going to be consecutive. They're going to be drawn the out of time. They're not wanting this. The dog catching the car. Are you sure that's what you want? Maybe they don't want it enough. You know, they don't want to go eight? back and rewatch. Yeah, you, you, they did that, uh, the Half-Blood Prince, like four times. in This, <laughs> <laughs> this week, have. new patrons, Jason from Dune Pod joined us in the VHS Village, Nico and Riley. So thank you for your support. You can do so for four bucks a month. Get access to this episode uncut. Get access to exclusive episodes. I think we have nine exclusive episodes just for patrons. Uh, 70mmpod.com. Danny, what did you watch this week? Well, we went to the theaters this week, Matt. What? And we, Casey and I, saw In the Heights in the theaters. And it was a, uh, it was perfect. I absolutely loved it. Had an amazing time just to be in a theater again. Mm. Kick back. Watch a movie. It was a beautiful movie too. I couldn't believe how good it was. Uh, and wow. then digging into, we got our 4Ks in and I started watching all the back, the, you know, the making ofs of indie and all that kind of stuff. And Spielberg mentions a movie, a part of the like uh, inspirations for indie. And it was um, uh, the, oh, I had it up. Sorry. The, Is Alec Guinness in it? So, <laughs> No, uh, the treasure of the Sierra Madre with uh, Humphrey Bogart, and it was great. Black and old, black and white film, digging for gold, getting greedy with his buddies. Mm. It was a good one, really good. Had a good time. So uh, yeah, those are two I watched outside of digging into all these this glorious 4K set that came out for Indy. Did you go back and rewatch any of the recent Indiana Jones movies in 4K? <clears throat> yeah, I went back and watched Raiders. Uh, and then I went back and watched Temple as well. Um, and it's just impressive what they've done. And I think the, I think the biggest, like there are scenes where it's still kind of grainy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if there's much you can do from an eighties movie, but the dark scenes are what really kind of shine, especially in Temple when they're in the Temple, the oh. cart chase. I mean, actually the big wide shots of them traveling uh, to Pancock. On the on the elephants and stuff, they're they're gorgeous. There's you could see much more of uh, the mountains in the distance, the jungle, mm-hmm. but it's really the dark scenes that really kind of shine in all these 4Ks, I think, and the up close shots of their faces and Indy's chest and all that kind of stuff. So, if I can just quote, say, can I quote Danny's review? <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark quote: This film is 4K. In 4K is stupid. Yeah, his words. <laughs> And then Absolutely his temple stupid. review. The temple in 4K, you kidding me right now. That's yeah. all he could that's, all, that's could all he could do. That's all I could muster up. Should we get and some cheers. kind of Amazon affiliate link for the official 70mm 4K <laughs> set? You know? 
Is there anything we can do They'll get to, it to help year. people out in some way? Paramount. You know what else looked amazing in 4K? Willy was absolutely stunning. stunning. You can count 4K. the sequins on that dress. Sheesh. There's a lot of uh, buzz in chat um, that there wasn't enough In the Heights talk. I'm the only one that watched it. Danny steamrolling it. Steamrolling well, yeah, it. I mean, I was thinking it, but... You guys didn't watch it. Anything. What do you want me to say? You're not going to watch it though. So In the Heights is great. Amazing cast. I love the music. Was, I never saw the Broadway show. So mm-hmm. this was my first introduction to it. Uh, I only know of um, the lead. I mean, I know Jimmy Smith's from Star Wars. <laughs> what else was it? NYPD Blue. I can't remember. Dexter. Oh, that's right. He was in Dexter. Holy cow. Happy to help guys. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, in the Heights, but uh, it's it's a beautiful film. There's not much to talk about when you guys haven't seen it. Mm. Let's move on. I talked to somebody this week uh, related to Spotify, which you can subscribe to us and support us on Spotify. There's a link in the show notes. He had seen In the Heights four times on, on Broadway. Broadway. Holy cow. Do you believe? Original cast? I have no idea. There is a scene that I I almost cried, very close to crying. Uh, it's a beautiful scene with the grandma at the end, and she has a solo, and she's amazing. And she's the one from, she's actually played the original uh, grandma on the Broadway show. So her voice was incredible. Beautiful scene. I like how your pronunciation of grandma is like a combination of me, ma, and grandma. 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 Appreciate that. Well, what's supposed to be? Grandma? This is the content people come here for. <laughs> but I think it's time to get into Indiana what I watched Jones. this week. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch something this week? Okay, let's hear it. Oh God, um, God, I had that locked and loaded for so long, just ready. waiting for you to get around to it. He was ready. Jonesy, what did you watch this week? Uh, I didn't realize that it was in my top four, but I watched The Fugitive this week. Oh God! And, uh, I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna you. invite myself back when you guys finally decide to do 1993's masterpiece, The Fugitive, starting Tommy Lee Jones and Harrison what? Ford. I mean, I was kind of thinking we'd do the Highlander, but oh my oh, God, is that a seasonal well, let's, movie? Let's start penciling it in, you know. <laughs> yeah. So Long full imprisonment month. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a sad story about The Fugitive and why it's so important to me. Oh, so my mother had a heart attack in 1992. And she spent most of the year in and out of Temple Hospital. And my father would have to go um, and stay there in a long time. At the time, the local hospital didn't have a cardiac care unit. That's how long ago it was. And one of the things that raised me was this old VHS copy of The Fugitive. And like, mm. it's still like my whoopee. Like every time something shitty happens, I like get in bed and turn on The Fugitive. My gosh. I could probably act it out to you like every single scene from uh, title to title. But it really is, for everything going against it, a reboot of a semi-popular black and white show from the 60s to come back and be a high-grossing movie that spawned a sequel. You know, Harrison, thank God, did not sign on for number two. Mm -hmm. Uh, The second one had some issues, (laughs) story-wise. But it did star uh, a young Robert Downey Jr., if you're interested in that little tidbit. so But no, the the future was like... The one-armed man yeah, storyline. It was the one-armed man. Yeah, I, I don't care. I don't care. 
I just remember the Simpsons homage to the fugitive. I don't remember the actual where scene he jumps the out of the dam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So oh, it's a yeah. great movie. Oh my gosh! What if you're scene. looking for a movie that you don't, you can kind of switch off. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that being kind of like an afternoon movie. Yeah, was it was on, always on like PHL seventeen, and I yeah. always picked up at the time where he's like getting out of the water and getting tangled up in the branches. <laughs> he was in a few like popular movies around that time frame. Was Air Force One around there? Air and Force maybe- One, get off my plate. Patriot Games. All the action yeah. shots on USA prepping that movie of him just Absolutely. like doing his forward jump away from an explosion. In a cardigan with a necktie on. I mean, he had all the great old man outfits in the mm-hmm. Harrison. Oh. Okay. Regarding Henry, was that in that era? Oh, what a great oh, movie. Working Girl. <laughs> Wait, is regarding Henry where he, where he loses his memory? He loses yeah, his memory, and he, but he's been having an affair the whole time. That wasn't a great And movie. the wife kind of discovers it and forgives him for it. Yeah. Great movie. Spoilers. Okay. Kind of love Sabrina. Just remove that from my watch list. Sabrina. Have you ever seen that? Harrison Ford. Sabrina. VHS cover. Sabrina. That VHS is gorgeous. Watch that countless times. Whew. Harrison, mm. way to go, pal. All right. Jonesy he got his it. movie in. Now we're safe to get to Indiana Jones and Last Crusade, nineteen eighty nine, the the big one. This is the big one, third movie. Allegedly, there's another movie after this. We'll find out next week. But some people consider this the end of the trilogy. Um, normally, you know, Proto. Uh, usually, this is the section where Proto gives us the intro, right? It is, but. With Jonesy coming on, listen, I, I listen to Jonesy Loves Beer give uh, summaries through all mm-hmm. of Paper Keg, right? Mm-hmm. Day, week in, week out. Uh, you know, I, I was I was at his at his feet, you know, on my knees listening <laughs> from a young age. Uh, so having him on the show, <laughs> I knew that we had to let him uh, do the summary. So he's gonna he's gonna take the wheel this week. Now, Proto, you use a, a different method, whereas like it seems like you compose something. Um, <laughs> but any good summary is like fly by the seat of your pants. And mm. this is all going to be at the top of my head and a little bit rambling. So please uh, listen closely. We start in Utah. Okay. All right. We're Boy Scouts. And we just start sourcing shit. You want to source a whip? We got it. You want to source the scar on the lead actor's face? You're going to get it. You're going to source everything great about Indiana Jones. Horse riding, we got it. Okay? Stealing shit, we got it. All right? But the best part of all is when Dorian gives him the hat. And you realize Dorian is Indiana Jones this whole time. And Indy, that, that's when it encapsulates in him. That's what a archaeologist looks like. Of course, Dorian being Dorian Gray and, and Spielberg and Lucas's old fantasies about old adventurers kind of coming to fruition. And then we cut, right, to Coronado, who might not be the ancestor of the guy with the cross. Whoops, grave robber. And uh, Indy steals a cross back, and he's been looking for it all his life. But guess what? The adventure's not over. <laughs> the Nazi's got his dad, bro. And good guy, Walt, good guy. Walter Donovan just wants some help. Just wants some help. They meet Allison Duty, Stone Cold Fox, who helps mm. him through Germany. You know, just say young twelve-year-old boy watches Last Crusade. You know what I mean? You know. Mm-hmm. And then we follow their adventures as he trips through Europe, 
and they find the cup of Christ. And Salo was there too. <laughs> Salo makes an appearance out of nowhere. Yeah, so you can't. You gotta just let that happen. You just can't write mm. anything down. It's gotta come from here. <laughs> oh, I mm. sweat a little bit after. Thank you, Jensen. Yeah, take five. A gift. We got the vapors. <laughs> You're gonna have to bleep a couple of things out. <laughs> now I remember uh, at a young age in high school, Jonesy and I were a year apart, but we carpooled together. Jonesy mm. drove us. I did. And I remember in Jonesy's house having the Indiana Jones tapes mm-hmm. uh, and also the James Bond tapes were like, you know, almost of equal value. But I just remember Jonesy being one of the biggest, if not the biggest Indiana Jones fan that I had ever known in my entire life. What kicked off the love of Indiana Jones? Do you remember back then? Uh, yeah, so my dad was a uh, was a Bond nut, like absolute Bond nut. In fact, like if there was a gadget, he had to have it, and that mm. all came from his love. You know, he grew up poor in the South, and they would save up all their money to go to the movies on a Saturday and get second and third round movies, and that's where he kind of fell in love with Doctor No and From Russia with Love, and then later on Goldfinger, and these were the movies I would watch with him growing up. And so in '89, when this movie came out, this was like his big movie. James Bond is going to be an Indiana Jones movie. And mm. so, and my mother at the same time, her favorite movie was actually Temple of Doom. Mm. And I would watch that with her. Wow, wow, And all wow. of a sudden, this was going to be, you know, something that my mom and dad could share. James Bond is in it. You know, Marie, you love this movie. That's my mother's name, obviously. Uh, and then they come together to go see this movie. I wasn't allowed to go, whatever. I'm not bitter about it, you know, 30 years later. <laughs> <clears throat> but when the VHS home came, as a family, we watched it together. And, you know, as I said, my, my parents kind of moved up here. They, um, they lost this bar, Russo's Tavern, and they came up here bankrupt. And so our way to be entertained was to like rent a VHS very cheap on a Saturday and kind of spend that time together as a family. It was the only day they had off together. Mm. So this was on maybe like every other Saturday for an entire summer at my house. And wow. it just oh become like something like etched. In my brain. In fact, yeah. I took a big break from it and getting to watch it again this week has been like, has brought me back in touch with all these great emotions, great memories I had growing up at my home. And, uh, you know, I can't wait till my kids are a little older so I can scare the shit out of them with Molaram and uh, Walter <laughs> Donovan drinking the wrong cup. And uh, <laughs> it's like, so my dad was in the Zorro, James Bond, Indiana Jones. Like there was no superheroes back then. Those were his superheroes. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of transferred to me, like his admiration for those things. I kind of, I want to be just like my dad. So I I quickly jumped on that. And I, to impress him, I started to learn everything about everything. Like Mm. I could tell you that Indy had a Smith and Wesson 1917 in the first movie and then a Webley in the next two. Like I could tell you that his bag is an old gas mask bag from the UK in World War II. I could tell you I just grew to to know all these things so I could impress my dad with my knowledge. Mm. So, I mean, these are big, big franchises for me growing up. Did you wow. did you track down the books too? The kind of like series that Danny was talking about previously, how me. they were all different volumes in the run of the Indiana Jones story. I have a lot of the paperback novels and I'm in between houses, but I also had the entire uh, Marvel Comics run 
the Raiders of the Lost Ark run. I have that in comics. And I just found my copy of the Grail Diary, Danny, to show you. You got and the I, Grail? I have the Grail Diary. And of course, oh, I put it down me. somewhere and moved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. in, in um, Downtown Disney, when it was called Downtown Disney, before they had jocks, they were opening jocks and they had these Grail Diaries that were basically pre-pro made up vinyl novels that mimicked the Grail Diary. But inside it was like, different trivia or behind the scenes shots and the, but you had to have a map of the canyon of the crescent moon that you so could fold out uh, and I for the life of me I can't find it but I have it and that's that's one of my greatest pieces of memorabilia mm. I think uh, Raiders or not Raiders I think Indiana Jones Last Crusade is probably my Indiana Jones movie this was the same in my house where this was the movie that we watched all the time um, and on this rewatch, I was catching things that I didn't catch as a kid, like Indiana Jones, uh, Indiana flirting with the Austrian Nazi as soon as they meet. And then they're like walking through Venice and he's just pouring on his charm like right away. That, that was just something that like I didn't even catch when I was a kid that he just like instinctively started flirting with her like right away the first meeting they had. <laughs> um, but Danny, do you remember your first viewing of this movie? You know, I don't. I don't think I remember my first viewing. I know we watched it. I don't even know if we watched it a lot. It's fun. It's, it's really funny because my actual kind of like early memories of this goes back to growing up Southern Baptist. So in, for those who don't know how kind of the Southern Baptist works, the preachers kind of have, uh, they like to use props. And so, no, we wouldn't. (laughs) Yes, but sort of. So he'll have a whole sermon. And at at one point of sermon, there's like sometimes there's a prop or something to to push his narrative. But I saw they would show the the leap of faith scene like a so many times in church. I felt like because I feel like my <laughs> earliest memories of this film are when they use that scene to talk about taking a leap of faith. Mm. Uh, and it's really funny. I can still remember it up behind the choir being shown at church. And I'm just like, this is Indiana Jones in church. Uh, What does he say when they pan to show the man-made bridge? It it cuts real quick. Everyone's silent. (laughs) That sound guy in the back has to be quick to push the pause. Uh, But that's kind of like my earlier memories of, of last crusade for sure. Mm. Oh man. I, I think this was the first movie where, I probably saw the, the technique of having a flashback to when the, char- the main character was young. Mm. I, I, I can just remember seeing that for the first time and like my mind being blown as like a kid. Like, what? this is him as a kid like, doing this? <laughs> like, I just like <clears throat> the adventure spirit in this movie like blew my mind as a kid. Just everything that Indy goes through. It, it's just like, it, it's insane. And I just remember watching that, you know, I don't, uh, you know, under 10 years old, uh, seeing this for the first time mm-hmm. and my life was forever changed. Mm. Um, my first note is, uh, him running down, uh, the hill out of the cave with just the John Williams music and like those, the, the, those high steps that he is doing yeah. <laughs> down that for some reason that like image is like printed onto my brain. Like when I saw that, it was like, yep, I know that exact frame. I can like recall this scene, you know, this scene from mm. this movie for whatever reason. Uh, but there's so many moments like that in this movie where I think of this movie and it's so vivid uh, in my imagination for mm-hmm. as long as I can remember. Jonesy, what's on your list uh, or things that you took note of on this recent watch for a crusade? I, 
I actually had to throw out part of my list. I kept I kept my notes on this little memo pad. And uh but I found myself writing down like every single scene. I know. And so I was like, <laughs> oh God. So like I was like, do I go all negative and like just, you know, be that guy? So mm. one of the notes is like I, without knowing it, probably quote this movie 10 times a week. And I'll say things that aren't even like popular quotes. I'll say things like, that's the cup of a carpenter. And people are like, what? And I'm like, oh, sorry. Probably sorry, say sorry, that sorry. to yourself sorry. in the kitchen. Yeah. There's no one around. I do it all the time. <laughs> or I, I saw Matt's Instagram feed of, or sorry, Slim's, you can edit that out and post. Uh, Slim's Instagram feed where he's watching a scene. And I immediately type, I was the next man. I say that all the time. Yeah, you like, replied to my yeah, story. Instantly. Just that line. There's no other like context or no, like, ha, ha, ha. It's just nope. the line and nothing else. Uh, but I have like a couple things that stood out to me that were like, kind of as I got older, I felt differently about. Uh, one is the single horsepower trucks that can't catch up to Indy's horse that allow him to get on the train. And I'm not, I don't really point out an anachronisms, but you know, uh, what is the point of Kazim? Does do we need Kazim for this movie to happen? That's true. And of Why course did he give away the location? So where he's the dad like, "Hey, <laughs> I'm not looking for the Grail. Good enough for me. I mean, you just ki- you just killed nine of our guys. But since you said that, no problem. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I thought the uh, the graphics of the the train fight at the end were so dated, especially where." Um, What's the name of the the uh, the colonel, the Nazi colonel that like flies off top of the hill? Reminded me of um, uh, the guy's face, the judge's face in uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where he goes like this and he starts popping <laughs> off. Um, Does any falling down a, a cliff scream though? Like before yeah. the year two thousand, look good at all? It, it all no. I feel like it all looks bad. And, I mean, and also sure. the green screen of him yelling at the Zeppelin, where he's like, oh, yeah. like snow, snow, and it's like you're like. That is definitely luggage of like an old back lot, the, the you know, Paramount <laughs> Studios, and then a vinyl sheet with the uh but I will say there's nothing more perfect than not finding out about the three challenges. Like you have a whole movie that you could be setting up these three challenges. You find out in about 90 seconds and you're totally okay with it. Mm-hmm. Like the Penitent Man, the Path of God, the Leap of the Lion's Head. Is still like I still sat upright and paid attention to that entire sequence, sequence, excuse me, and then then riding out in the the valley with the four horses, and so like good. them name checking Indiana Spielberg's dog, and then uh, and, and Marcus like, did you catch in the sunset where Indy has to actually ride over and put Marcus back on put the Marcus saddle? Back up, yeah. it's so and, funny. Uh, just the theme blasting. I mean, there is something that is uh, still as as hackneyed as that ending is, I don't think there's anything more perfect that you can end the trilogy on that moment. And, uh, mm. you know, there's a thousand more notes I could take you through, but those are just ones that as I got older, kind of made, mm. made me feel better when he tells, uh, you know, I, I probably watched this movie last time before I was a father. Now I'm watching it with two kids. And when he says, dad, I can reach it. I can almost reach it, dad. Indiana. Indiana. Let it go. And he says, Indiana, let it go. 
and all, all their same. all their bullshit is healed <laughs> for their entire lives. So That's the real <laughs> healing power of the Grail, right? Mm, Bringing a strange father and son back together, and he Indiana. pulls them up, and then and the guards like you chose wisely <laughs> when he leaves. Like your dad is the real choice. Like whoo, why isn't mm, the why isn't different. the Baptist Church reenacting that scene? Yeah, you know why weren't they worried about French knights from the Crusades that spoke perfect modern English? Ask the questions. <laughs> <laughs> the the one the quick thing I want to mention is on my viewing when Indiana is on the tank and he like gets the upper hand again and John Williams theme kicks in. Is this not the greatest piece of music in the history of movies? Honest <laughs> to really God. Good. Like I, I just thought like this is the piece of music. There's nothing better in like a hero movie. I think. It's just so perfect. Um, Prada, what's on your list? I was going to say to that, yeah, can can anyone name one? <laughs> mm -mm. They can't. I Give dare you. No one can. Um, uh, I love I love how this movie is like back to formula with uh, Raiders, but just improve it. I feel like yeah. it improves on it. Just watching Raiders, I think when I did a rewatch, I think I only watched the first two and I didn't get to do Crusade. So Raiders was like fresher in my mind and seeing that I was like, that's five stars. And then it was like so long since I've seen this. I was like, is this, is this, you know, as good as Raiders? Like I couldn't remember. I was like, I, I feel like I remember loving this one the most as like a kid and watching this. It's, it's like clearly to me, this is my favorite of these movies. Like it's so good where it just, it's the same like layout of the story, but it just improves upon it in, in, in so many ways. And like adding Indy's dad, like that whole dynamic is so when you look at it on paper, it seems kind of crazy that crazy that you would introduce the like the the old father of the hero, but it works so well in this movie. Mm -hmm. It's so good. How about the scene where he goes into uh just the whole scene where he meets his dad again and he's like, I thought you were one of them. He's like, they usually come in through the door. <laughs> and then but at the end of that sequence, when he just takes the machine gun and kills all three of them cold blood. Oh, yeah. His dad's like, what did you, I can't believe what you did. And he's <laughs> just like, we got to go. He's like, you just killed three people. You murdered three people. That's my kid that I haven't seen in 20 years. Also that scene where he breaks the vase over him and oh, they yeah. do that like funny bit where he's like, oh, I never would have forgiven myself. And Thank Harrison's God. acting in that background where it's he's so like, good. feels so happy that his dad cared about him. Oh my God. It's an all time scene. The great thing, the great thing about for me, that scene is it sets up their relationship perfectly in like 20 seconds. Like, you know exactly how they're going to be the two of them for the rest of the film. And Connery, his like comedic chops in this, I mean, he makes me laugh the most in this entire film. I think he's insanely funny. And the chemistry between the two of them, it, on paper, it looks like it, there's no reason it should work, right? I mean, Sean Connery, Harrison yeah. Ford, it just doesn't feel like this could actually work but they are they are incredible together in this film yeah their chemistry especially are real. i mean all, my all-time favorite scene in this film is them them tied back to back mm. uh the two of them together it's so funny when he's hearing elsa talk to him <laughs> and then she starts kissing him i mean they're just the expressions on connery's face get me every time and when he's yelling for him and he's looking the wrong way, it's so silly and stupid, but it's funny. Like, it's funny, and the place is burning down around them. Dad! Oh, Dad! Oh, Dad! Ah! Head for the fireplace! Oh. 
and the, the, the fireplace spins and the Nazis. And it's just, it's, I mean, it's, it's my favorite scene of the film. I, I love the intro to this film. I know we talked about, uh, River Phoenix and that scene, but I really, I love how, uh, how fast they go through like showing, uh, all of Harrison or all of Indy's kind of things. Like he gets on the train and you, you see him get his fear of snakes when he falls into the pit. And then you see him fall into the lions, uh, the car and he learns to whip, but then he hits himself in the face and he, he gives himself the classic Harrison scar, uh, which he got from like a car wreck in his twenties or something. Uh, and it really bums me out that we don't get more like a Sean Patrick Flannery is great as young Indy, but if we would have had a run of river Phoenix as young Indy, it would have been next level, like absolutely mm. next level. Mm. And Jonesy, I was, I was reading, I don't know if you know this, I was reading some stuff about, uh, whatever his name is, Fedora, the guy that, uh, Dorian, Dorian, yeah. Uh, originally it was pinned that he was going to play, he's going to be Abner. Uh, oh, that, that would have made chasing. so much more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like he runs into Abner in the, in the thing, which would have been super rad. And I don't know why they took that out, but yeah. Why not put that in? That would have made perfect sense. I know. I just, I, I love that intro scene. It's so good. As much as I love and, it being Dorian Gray, I love it even more as Abner Ravenwood. Yeah. yeah, right? That event's yeah. killer. And I had read, I, I watched a lot of the making of, and the the actual choice for River, uh, Harrison made that choice. He he had been in a movie with River, uh, Was it the Mosquito Witness? Coast. Oh, Mosquito Coast, yeah. And uh, River was talking about how he had, watched Harrison for so long and he felt like he could really do his mannerisms well as Indian stuff. So, and Harrison like spoke the world of him. So that's why they casted him uh, as young Indy, which is super rad. I mean, I tremendous Marcy, job. Marcy, our resident um, historian for all movies, dropped that nugget in chat earlier. <laughs> Sean just dropped a horrific Photoshop in chat. <laughs> the other thing I was going to mention was... When the one kid I think asks what young Indiana Jones's plan is, he says, I'll think of something, which I think mm-hmm. comes back to, in a nice way, how Proto was bringing up about how, like, he never really has a good plan in mm-hmm. any of these, like, movies so far. Um, I thought that was a pretty cool yeah, callback. He definitely wings it for every two hours of every movie he ever does. Yeah. Just to touch on how great is the callback to the arc in this, in the catacombs? Oh, yeah. Or she's just like, like drawing. Is, is it? It's like, like it's the Ark of the Covenant. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so such good. a good nod. So good, dude. The catacombs they they blow my Gnarly. mind. It, like it blew my mind as a kid the same way. Just mm-hmm. the the opening does. I mean, him grabbing a bone and making a torch is so metal. How does the stuff not catch fire down there? You're using a torch above the petrol, right? Was what was mm-hmm. it down there? How come it didn't catch fire? The fumes? He, how come that nothing caught fire while he was using that torch, right? Well, you see, Slim, you can actually <laughs> put a lit cigarette in petroleum and it won't light. Mm. It has all to do with striking the vapors. Mm. So then how the did more uh, you know. So then how did they light it at the end? I, I thought oh, he yeah. just dropped a match in there. Yeah, that's what they call movie magic. <laughs> movie magic. Let me defend that scene while simultaneously uh, tearing apart the scene that happens a minute later. Uh, they don't call me Two-Face for nothing there. <laughs> the, the, 
the other the other note that I had was the library scene is so etched into my brain, burned into my yes. brain to steal from the Film Hags podcast. X when they're finding the X, um, and he's like, you know, cracking through the top of it. I love that stuff. The the I think that's what really connected me with like national uh, national treasure. To be honest, mm-hmm. national treasure has a lot of that same fun and yeah. investigative, mm-hmm. like historical mainstream searches that I feel like people enjoy so much. And that's why it was so successful. I just thought of another quote I do all the time as I'll shout, Alexandretta. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody knows what the hell I'm talking about. The bit of him slamming the tile with the guy stamping the book still makes me laugh. Mm -hmm. Like it's so funny and stupid, but uh, it still gets me every time. His reaction to this stamp. Pardo, what else you got on your list? Uh, uh, next on my list, motorcycles are extremely cool. <laughs> oh, uh, gosh. The, these motorcycles that, yeah, that they escape on, and then those Nazis. I mm. mean, they're Nazis, but has a Nazi ever looked so good as when they're riding <laughs> one of those motorcycles? That's got to go. <laughs> like that. That's his intro, Slim, just That's to let you know. <laughs> Have Nazis ever looked so I'm good? I'm self-editing that out of the intro. I would not do that as the intro. <laughs> uh, but those motorcycles are just so cool. That whole chase sequence. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, I know that's jumping ahead, but there, there's so many moments like that um, in this movie where, I don't know, just like everything, like the sets, I, you just keep, I just keep going back to that. Like all the, the different props in this, it just looks so good. Yeah. Just love it all. I mean, think about the ship at the beginning of the movie. That's a big soundstage they built for like four yeah. minutes of screen time. Yeah, mm. I was going to say every stunt in this movie felt like it could be a stunt show. And, and mm-hmm. the, like the, the entire yeah. movie feels like I could be sitting by the sidelines watching stuntmen do this and enjoying yeah. it and getting like on that for it. On that boat, he climbs the boxes just to zip line to jump off the boat. Like he couldn't just jump yeah. over the edge. <laughs> yes. He had to zip line <laughs> off. And it's like, yes, yeah. why not? Let's do it. Of this. course the boat explodes. I'll tell you a funny story real quick about the uh, stunt show Let's in Orlando. Oh, thank you. And so we went, uh, that's my favorite attraction ever. I go every time I go down. I love um, This past year we went with both kids. They were of age. And um, at the end, the indie, whoever's playing Indy will do photos with the kids. But of course, mm-hmm. I want my photo with Indiana Jones. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so I go down and the kids get the pictures with Indy and like, I'm like just about to get my shot just with Indy and the girl playing Marion runs over and she's like, Oh my God, I'll get in it too. And I'm like trying to like edge Indy away. <laughs> Cause I don't want a picture with this blonde haired Marion who I could give, you know, so there's like this picture of me and I'll, I, it's in my Google photos. I'll have to find it where it's like me, Indiana Jones and Marion. My face is like this. <laughs> <laughs> I am not happy about managing this photo. <laughs> so, but if I find it, I'll post it in chat. The other scene that makes me laugh. I mean, I, I think this movie has amazing bits. I love the Zeppelin scene when he takes the tickets mm-hmm. and he just knocks on, he just says no ticket and everyone kind of mm-hmm. raises their hand. I mean that leading into the plane scene and then getting down to the beach with the birds. I love it. Like that bird scene is so Sorry, good. Sorry, look, they got us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the look oh my gosh when he shoots the he rudder shoots the- <laughs> oh my gosh Connery's amazing so when they land and they do the bird thing the look that Indy gives him at the end was like uh, oh, wow my dad is actually kind of a badass <laughs> and like where was this my whole life growing up uh, so yeah that, those are some amazing scenes mm. 
this really is the funniest of the three movies. Like I find myself laughing a lot at this and they're not like at the expense of bad storytelling. It's at the, like, it just shows how good the writing is and the performances for sure. Because the, they're the, this film feels like it has the highest stakes for Indy and his dad, especially when they get to the end. Like his dad's shot. Like this is a real situation where Indy has to get to the cup of Christ and get it back to him to save his life. I mean, how great are the, the effects are the highest? He pours it on his stomach and it Amazing. washes the like wound it away. Blew my, it blew mm. my mind. Yeah, that still holds up for me. Still looks so good. To this day, nobody knows how they did that. Yeah. <laughs> Probably salt and salsa. Don't reveal it. Don't reveal <laughs> yeah. it. Not no to pull back the curtain. <laughs> this was the first one that I watched uh, ahead of the show in 4K. And I could feel when Indy was first kind of pouring over the, the three quarters of the tablet, when he first oh. sees the shield or whatever, I feel like I could see makeup on Harrison Ford's Oh, yes, yes. I thought shot. the same thing. It was right coated on, his cheek. on there. Yes. It's it's like obviously makeup. They're so close the to his head and it's like, the yeah, there's, there's cover up there. In this trilogy. Yeah, no joke. How about the fact that they bred all of those rats for this film? Did they really? Excuse, excuse, excuse me. me. They bred all of those rats because it, how, how close they were going to have them on top of the actors that they couldn't risk infection. And so all of those oh, rats yeah. were bred for this film. Get out of and here. And then when they lit the catacombs on fire, Killed those them. are animatronic rats they light on fire that has like swimming in the water, <laughs> feet running, which is amazing. Some kid has an animatronic rat that their pop-up took home from the mm-hmm. set that they're waiting for their kids the, to college. You got to pull up the making of, Matt, because there's bins and bins and bins. They just pop the top off and there's just full of rats. It's unreal. Um, the grail challenges themselves once they kind of go through that process man it's been ages since i watched this i loved seeing this again the leap of faith stuff just kind of getting lost in the actual moment in the movie is so cool just him actually having to have a leap of faith you must believe boy you must The, the effects of that not appearing. I thought that was so cool when I was a kid, just that bridge yeah. not showing until the camera moved. Jonesy, what did you think? I uh, I, I still get chills of watching one of the uh, soldiers go up with a sword drawn and like that light comes from behind the cobwebs. And the, you know, he, he's like, he's praying to himself and you know, Henry's like, penitent man, penitent man, penitent man, penitent man. Penitent man. Like it still gets me. Niels. Niels. Yeah. And then he, for whatever reason he decides to roll and thank God he does. Cause that second buzzsaw is waiting in the wings. That second. What is uh, that gonna, how's yeah. that going to cut you? Like up, like it, how is that cutting you? <laughs> That's just terrifying. Betwixt. Oh my I gosh, think. that second yeah. one. Whew. If you could, the villagers can't see it, but it's I'm doing the- Disturbing uh, yeah. finger <laughs> wow from Joe's wow. on camera right now. Uh, but that's what, it, So that's what you would have to do if you were before God is not only kneel, but then do roll a, a into roll. him. Yeah. Yeah, roll into it. <laughs> yeah, not many people know this, but the Hebrews were big in the judo training 
at an early age. <laughs> so kneeling and rolling was was key in your your Sabbath. Mm-hmm. I, um, and this was this was also the first time that I noticed that she picked the wrong Grail on purpose. That's yeah. the first time yeah. I get in there. Yeah. When I was a kid, I just thought she was also. You know, just kind of a moron and was like just taking the selfish route, finding the most attractive grail. That was lost on me until this viewing. And also, how about the look that Indy and the Knight give each other, though? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, this guy. All right. The the one (laughs) odd thing I took a note of was I actually didn't think that chalice looked so elaborate. I feel like the Catholic Church today has more elaborate chalices (laughs) than the, the one that this guy thought Christ used. Um, so that was kind of like an odd note that I made. I think if he knew what was going to happen to him, he would have taken a little bit more time picking the chalice because yeah, sure. he took like three seconds over that table. <laughs> I think he thought he was just going to have a buffet of trying out these cups. <laughs> yeah. No Till we get to the right one. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Proto, uh, what's, what else you got? Um, horse first tank. Uh, <laughs> you know, what a scene. Harrison on a horse, Indiana on a horse. It's something you don't know you need until you see it. Most mm-hmm. attractive combination of mammals we have yet. <laughs> Him just playing chess while these Jeeps and Tank are playing checkers. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't Preach. a game to him. This is not a game, okay? Indy has a horse. You better watch out. Doesn't matter what kind of artillery you have. Uh, and he shows them. I mean, he, he takes everybody out once again. How many times does he have to do it? I mean, one huh? horse versus a battalion. And yeah. the horse wins. Kings. Unreal. <laughs> he when, he sticks that, when he sticks that rock in the, the muzzle. But the stunt of him like scooping down to get that rock. Oh my gosh, it's uh, so good. When his chest yeah. meat is just hanging oh. out and rippling as a horse Robbing. goes and he just scoops it with those Holy gnarled cow. old fingers. I mean, God, mm. am I getting a flop sweat or is that this the Tully Mordew <laughs> whiskey starting to have its effect? Oh, Danny, uh, more on your list? More on my list, man. We're going through it. Uh, yeah, the tank scene's amazing, but I I love when they run and they get uh, to the Nazi uh, book burning. I love that scene when oh. Hitler signs the Grail. It's just like it's ridiculous, and it's so good. And I love that he was willing to kill Elsa over it. Like, give me my dad's book back. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> all I have uh, to do is squeeze. All I have to do is scream. I oh, got that. Can that be our combined <laughs> intro? <laughs> oh man, I love when Hitler Hitler signing the book is just that's chef kiss. This also feels like a scene that could just like really fail too. Yeah, but it just works so well in this movie, and it's yeah. funny. You know, you have a funny Hitler scene for God's sake. Yeah. Uh, very yeah. risky, but it paid off. Take that, Taika Watiti. Jonesy, anything else that we didn't cover yet uh, that you wanted to make sure we brought up? Oh God, no! I mean, uh, this has been a dream because I, I this is one of been one of my favorite movies of all time for so long. And, you know, as I get older, everyone else stays the same age, so no one wants to talk about this movie. So it's nice to come onto a show and just be mm. able to talk s about it for for an hour. Mm. Feels really great, yeah, baby. Mm. There is one more thing I have in my notes that I found super interesting was the scene where uh, Indy goes to the castle, you know, the, the tapestries when he goes to look <laughs> at it all. That, that was supposed to be in the beginning of the film and it was written as a haunted castle that Indy was going to open the film kind of going through. It. And Spielberg says no because he just got done doing Poltergeist and he didn't want to do another haunted <sighs> Thank God movie. for that note. 
Oh huh? God. But that oh, that castle Scottish was meant Lord? to be a haunted mansion story with Indy in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, that's my other that note. I just, can you imagine a haunted house story with Indiana Jones? I mean, could have been amazing. Let's see. Closing uh, thoughts, proto on this movie and maybe potentially your rating. What a ride. Um, yeah. The only thing we covered everything in my notes. Um, yeah. The only thing, the Berlin scene, I just wanted to say, I totally forgot about that entire scene uh, until it was there. Uh, it was like seeing it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, what, what a ride. Uh, I love this movie. Seeing it, it solidified it as my favorite of the trilogy. Once mm-hmm. again, we have a winner, ladies and gentlemen. I love this movie. Five stars. Yeah, baby. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Finn chat, chest holds up. Chest holds up. Yeah, for me, this is- uh, That chest can hold me up. So if you know what I'm saying? Don't this is babe. definitely my favorite of the three as well. Uh, I love, I adored this film. It's got everything that you can kind of want from indie. I mean, as much as I love Raiders, this one kind of just amps up the stakes. And so, uh, yeah, this is still a five star for me. It's my favorite of the trilogy as well. Sheesh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think my review um, on Letterboxd was what a picture dot PMG. <laughs> I mean, this is the real deal. Okay, five stars for me. Mm. Gen Z. You know, this movie is is more than a movie, I think, to me personally. Um, this movie is a place where I can go and uh, have fond memories of uh, my childhood. And mm-hmm. it uh, it's a touchstone to, to a, you know, a life that's passed me by and it makes me feel so very good inside. But I do want to say, uh, not that any other host gets closing thoughts, but I'll give closing thoughts. Uh, you know, I, I love uh, the villagers and what you guys have done over the past year with the show. And wow, thank uh, you. very, very happy and, and very grateful to be invited on. And I appreciate your time very much. And uh, to everybody in the live chat, thank you for uh, listening along with us. And we appreciate it. You know, Marcy trying very hard to become my new favorite member of the villagers with this chat <laughs> and uh marcy i can't be bribed with social media likes so please you know let me know when those likes uh, in advance uh but no thank you very much and um i'm very 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 grateful to be on mm, the show mm-hmm. pleasure to have you pleasure to have you jonesy anytime uh let's see golly where do we go from here do we go into some letters we have some letters we have some voicemails um Gosh, we have so much to get to. The one thing I really wanted to make sure we touched on before we get to the VMs and letters, how about that big investigation into that Star Wars font in the Discord this week? Do you remember the when J Whale thing I've ever this seen in my week? Life. If you're not in our Patreon, what and our Discord, I think Proto slept through this, but there was a book that J Whale in our Discord found. It was called Star Cat a book that came out in allegedly 1976 and it had the Star Wars font in it on the cover. And we were like, wait a minute, when did this book come out? This come out before Star Wars introduced this logo. And uh, there was like a full day long investigation. We were looking up Congress codes, uh, copyright information to try to get to the bottom of it. And it was a lot of fun. You know, it wasn't a lot of fun for some Star Wars fans in chat though. 
A lot of people. Well, it's because we weren't. We're not idiots. They were on edge. A lot of people were like worried that we. No one was. Worried. Is this the end? That we That's uncovered like show the worry exactly like it was like the Da Vinci Code. We would crack open an entire religion. Uh, but what did you guys moment. find? Star Wars is House of Cards. You take one from the bottom rung. Mm-hmm. You take the logo. That's a bottom rung card. No one found anything. Alleged. I mean, yeah. Let's this see. is what you, when you find, when you uncover there, something folks. so large, there's going to be people that don't want this information to be found. I will not stop, Danny. If you think I'm going to stop now when we're so close. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see you cross that line, Frodo. <laughs> Finish Anywho, it. <laughs> this is the kind of hijinks we get into in the Discord. I'm very grateful for it. <laughs> you can leave us a voicemail. There are links on 70mmpod.com that you can use. Uh, and let's get into our first letter right now. Uh, Ismail emails in. Dear Noodle, Crayon, and Wiener, first off, I'd like to say that you guys are knocking it out of the park with all the episodes. Indiana Jones, great way for me to revisit some of my dad's favorite dad movies. Mm. Now, I don't have a comment about this week's movie. Need to rewatch it. Ha, ha, ha. Please don't hurt me. But there was <laughs> loads of discussion on the Discord about last week's biggest release to theaters and the pod's de facto sponsor, HBO Max, in the heights. I won't get into the discussion surrounding the representation as that was already covered in the Discord. And anyone that would like to hear more, please subscribe to the Discord. My question is, what would you do with $96,000 if you were to get that today, right now, cold, hard cash? Just as the song in the film fleshed out characters and their aspirations if money weren't the issue, I'd like to hear what y'all would do. Love the podcast. Everybody that's listening right now that's not subscribed, what are you even doing? You get (laughs) discounts on merch at the store made by famous artist Danny Haas. Oh my it makes gosh. more financial sense to buy yourself the Nacho Libre hat and poster being a member than it is to get it alone. Yes, I know that from experience, but it's totally worth it. Gracias, Ismael. P.S. Mexican Movie Month, when? Mm. September has Mexican Independence Day, just saying. Thank you, Ismael. Wow. Pardon, what would you do at 96K? 96K? Um... I'd make a movie, right? Oh, my God. What else are you going to do with 96K? Wow. This is an investment, right? Yeah. Just put it it back into yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. Excuse me? Just tell your your wife and your family, (laughs) I'm going to invest in myself, you Mm -hmm. know? Getting a movie out to the masses. That's what I would do with 96K. Wow, wow, wow. Jesse, what about you? 1968 Dodge Charger 446 pack. Uh, with uh, Mickey's slicks on the back um, and probably the rest of the cash would just be for the insurance money I would need to pay to have that car. There's no rest of the cash. But, You've maxed it out. You know, I'll do that <laughs> That great Mopar five-speed automatic transmission that they made back then. And I wouldn't even just speed. I would just idle around town with the windows down. Six miles to the gallon. God, maybe, maybe less. <laughs> but, Danny? Gosh, you know, I'm not going to be responsible with this answer. So I was going to pick a car as well, but Jonesy went there. I know your car, but I'm going to. 1968 Ford Mustang GT 390 <laughs> top loader in Highland Green. Excuse me. Am I right or wrong? You do. 
you're right. That is my favorite uh, Mustang for sure. Uh, I would definitely have bought a DeLorean, but okay. to be different, I would probably travel uh, to all the Disney parks. That's been a dream of mine oh. for sure. Especially Tokyo. Yeah. You always wanted to say you wanted to see Avengers campus. Avengers campus. I would love to be number the one on your list. The number one fan of Marvel movies to finally visit Avengers campus. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's me. Show me on the doll oh, where Kevin nice. Feige hurt you. <laughs> on my hoagie. <laughs> uh, what would I uh, use? Yeah, Matt, let's hear it. With that money. Oh, gosh. You know, I could probably do some basement work, get this house finished up. But we could probably use the rest of that money for some kind of elaborate VHS village meetup. Oh. Fly everybody out. People's chair it is. For some kind of like four-day weekend getaway. Mm -hmm. Uh, Look at you. Mamma mia. Can you imagine? Imagine it. I'm imagining it. I'm trying. Sheesh. You should do like, uh, if you really want to do a meetup the right way, do one of those things where you run out of driving. You know what I mean? Just have that for like maybe like a a double double header, double play, two movies. You know, your guys pick and let the villagers pick. And you could do, you know, you could do brats. You know, tailgating. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You can get it cooked if you want. If you want. Slim's the pod daddy. I will end this show. This is why he's our pod daddy. I will end everything right now. (laughs) Mel, thin ice. Pod daddy. Tomas emails in. Gentlemen, love the last crusade. Who doesn't? I'm sure you went into good depth about how good it is, so I won't hear. Did have a question for the three of you, though. In The Last Crusade, we saw the return of Sala and Brody. And it had me wondering what previous indie characters from any of the four movies would you want to see come back for the fifth one? Obvious choice for me is an adult short round. Mm -hmm. Would he be called Tall Round (laughs) if he's an adult now? (laughs) IDK. Anyways, would love to hear your thoughts. Thanks. He would not be called Tall Round. But short round is exactly who I'd pick as well. I, I would love a short round adventure for sure. Mm. Pardon? Also, short round was named after a dog as well. Was he? Just like, just like Willie. <laughs> Willie was named after Spielberg's dog. Indiana was I Lucas's you meant dog. Like and short movie. round was named after uh, the people who wrote or helped write uh, Temple. Three dogs. Oh. The dog knowledge. I mean, short rounds. Short round is the right answer, but mm-hmm. I mean, to choose something different, maybe the guy that the um the the buff Nazi in Raiders who we think we think gets chopped up by the by the airplane propeller, but he's he doesn't he doesn't die. He's turned into a cyborg in a secret Nazi laboratory. He survives into the future, biding oh his gosh. time to strike back at Indiana Jones in Holy Indiana cow. Jones Five. Wow. I would also love short round. I'm curious what the plot is even going to be for the new Indiana Jones movie. Jonesy, do you have thoughts on what the heck uh, to expect in the new one? I have no idea. I, I honestly have no clue what they're <laughs> what they're coming up with. Uh, I hope they don't do aliens again. Um, they're doing Nazis again. They allegedly have seen Nazi uniforms on set. Well, listen, mm-hmm. you go back to the well when you're making Indy 5. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I is there anything left in Christian point. mythology that would round it out? Would it be like the Shroud of Torin? Like what mm. would be the thing to go get? Jesus himself. 
Probably just hanging out. We're Indiana bringing them Jones here. and the return of Christ. Uh, wait, oh my uh, God, that would be unreal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We got that movie made. Jonesy, who would you <laughs> want to see back? Question. I think the obvious answer would be Jacques. We only got him for two minutes in a plane and Raiders. You know what's his story? He had the wingman. Mm. You know what I mean? Maybe Jacques is his base of operations. You know what I'm saying? In, in three, uh, but come on, doesn't everyone love Karen Black? Why isn't Marion back in the third movie? I always wondered that. Like, wouldn't it be a yeah. great her versus Allison duty? Uh, you know, oh, she would have kicked. Yeah, her right. Ass. Like in the temple, like she's like Indy, yours and mine. Karen Black just like belts her one. I mean, I always thought that would have been a great choice. Karen Allen. So what is it, Karen Black? Karen Allen. Yeah, you're two okay. Karens. Who cares? But you know, she's a wonderful actor. Marion is such a great character, and it's such a shame the mm-hmm. way they kind of wasted her. And uh, Crystal Skull. We'll get into it next week. Rugrex wants to know how the Nazis are back. Uh, it's 2021. I have no idea I how mean, the Nazis are back look now. Look outside, I mean, They they're never all left. Us. Yeah. Uh, so maybe there. Maybe, I think I said in Discord. Maybe there's a Nazi exegol. You know, just hiding out, yeah. waiting. Why, Slim? For the perfect moment. Why? Did you just say exegol? Exegol. <laughs> that, that's a great tagline. Uh, they they never left. Somehow the Nazis have returned. <laughs> uh, all right. Great letter, Tomas. Let's see. We have some VMs to get to. We might have two Kevs leaving voicemails. Oh, gosh. Yikes. I don't know how that works out. It's very rare. Count Let's get to him right now. Hey, 70 millimeter. It's Kev. Finally calling in. This is take a thousand, maybe, <laughs> of this voicemail. So let's see how it goes. You got this, Kev. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. What a perfect movie. I'm going to cherish it for the rest of my life. And mm-hmm. thank you guys for doing Indiana Jones, because I would have been searching for the right time to watch this movie for just as long as I'll spend loving it now. So thanks. <laughs> um, quick question for you. Father's Day is coming up as I do this voicemail. And I was wondering what great memories, if any, you have with your dad's in terms of movies, going to the movies, or a movie that you guys share, or movies that as fathers, you are excited to share with your children. Um, I have a quick pod-relevant story to this subject. It's about 20 years ago, and a movie came out that was inescapable, and my dad completely no-sold the existence of this movie. One Sunday, it's raining, we're out doing errands, and this movie has just opened, And we stop by the movie theater and we walk in the box office and the owner is there. My dad says, hey, I saw you in the paper. Congratulations. And two for Shrek. And my heart pretty much stopped. So I was wondering if you guys have any memories like that. Love you guys. Love the show. Love the Discord. Won't be there next week for Crystal Skull. I'm spending some time with Dom and the gang. But uh, I'll be I'll be up early Friday to let Slim know what he gets wrong. My eyes are on you, buddy. I'm watching you. Kev, DM me so we can Take be care. best friends, please. If you could. Yeah, 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 yeah. What movie uh, memory jumps out at you, Jonesy? And and what's a movie so, that you're eager to share? Um, the first Jurassic Park. Yeah, my father took me and my mother to that movie. Big deal for us to go out. Uh, first time we had ever heard a movie in surround sound. Uh, and the part where the raptors are hunting the raptor keepers in the rain and the raptor jumps and the whole theater pounded. My dad grabbed my wrist like it was made of tissue paper. It scared the living S out of him. And I was like, oh, oh man. And I will just always remember that moment for the rest of my life. He, we, we'd never seen anything like that before. And we were both 12 years old talking mm. about that movie when he came out. It's one of my best memories. 
Is that Jonesy? My answer is the exact same as yours. Mine was (laughs) Jurassic Park as well. I remember seeing the uh, like a clipping in the paper, and I begged my dad to take me. My mom was saying, "No, there's no way you'll survive it," and she was right. But I begged him and begged him and him. He got sick and tired of me asking to go. He took me, just the two of them, two of us, and I was terrified. I was up and down to the bathroom, peeing. I couldn't. I just made the excuse I had to pee just to leave the theater because I was so scared of this movie. <laughs> yeah, how about the raptor? And he was hit. so frustrated. Yeah. yeah. Jordan and handle? he was just like, do you want to leave? I'm like, no, dad, I don't want to leave. He's like, I remember Cape asked me, do you want to just leave? And I'm like, no, I don't want to leave. <laughs> but I kept getting up and going back and- Got to be brave for yeah. your dad. I get it. I had to. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Jurassic Park was the same for me too. I love you, Danny. Let's never let <laughs> I love go. Love you too, babe. <laughs> Uh, Sean is really killing it with the photoshops. Can I just give just a brief prop to Sean? What is his salary from the, from the, is that transparent somewhere? Where do you pay him for this? (laughs) Does he not know I've already done this photo? (laughs) This is the Sean version. This is. (laughs) I thought your ear was going to be your thumb for a second. I zoomed in on it, but it's not. Uh, Prado, what about you? Oh man. I can't think of a, a specific story, but, uh, you know, so every, every now and then I pull out, um, I've got a, a container. It's one of my prized possessions. It's like, it's just like a little, uh, like foldable, like paper bag. It's really tiny, maybe like four inches tall, but all I have in it is the, um, my movie stubs from like every movie I That's went cool. to the theater with my dad. Uh, so I always like, whenever I come across it, I pull it out. And I just like look at all the different movies we saw and it has the dates and the times. And like some of them I can vividly remember. It's like, oh, we went with my sister or my nice. mom and my brother, you know, this one. And it's so, it's amazing how, you know, you can like recall memories with specific movies. Like I can't, I can't think of any right now, but I could probably remember 20 of them if I pulled that out. But I love that. That's like my, my, uh, my prize possession from mm. uh, like that experience with my dad. Mm. Yeah, my dad was big time movie buff growing up, but for whatever reason, when I was younger, you know, you don't realize the value in connecting with uh, your dad about certain things that you both love. So I didn't really talk to my dad about movies until I was uh, way older. Um, And I was, you know, I did a previous podcast called Phase where I interviewed people about one of their favorite things and I, you know, watched it or read it ahead of time. So I had my dad on that show a few times. So we talked about two of his favorite movies, two or three of his favorite movies. And those are very fond memories that I have as an adult connecting to my dad, you know, fortunate enough to have that happen. And several people reached out to me about like, you know, uh, so great that you have this kind of conversation with your dad that you can listen to, you know, as you get older, as your son can listen to this conversation. And that's something that probably won't really hit me until way later but now james literally goes to sleep every night listening to the faves episode of me and my wife that Mm. was focused on parenthood and marriage he listens to it every night before bed um which cracks me up but so i don't have any kind of like crazy ideas to like watch movies with james i just kind of at this point i wait 
I'm not crying. I just have something in my throat. I just wait for him to kind of like bring up a movie just because we've tried in the past with other movies and it just wasn't the right time. So he actually did ask me, he's like, you heard about this Luca movie? When does Luca come out? So YouTube does it again, I think, and probably showed him an ad for that movie. So I was like, oh, okay. We have enough family movie night. Um, so we'll see. But um, I'm, I'm going to wait until he's older because I kind of have gone through it already with my own dad that it just, you know, sometimes it's just not the right time, but it'll, mm. it'll happen. Great letter. Great voicemail. Love it. Kev, thank you. We got uh, we got another VM in here from Ben. What's up, 70 millimeter boys? It's no soul, no problem. I am calling not to talk about Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, because if it was up to me to talk about it, I could probably make my own full-length podcast. <laughs> However, I wanted to talk about another podcast really quickly. I'm not one for free publicity, but... This podcast really should be noted, especially when it pertains to the 70 millimeter community. I'm going to recommend a podcast called The Soundtrack Show, hosted by David W. Collins. Uh, he breaks down film scores, breaks down the backgrounds of composers, mm. where they would have gotten influences regarding each individual movie that they score. And he has done a series specifically on Indiana Jones. And I nice. cannot recommend this enough. I literally will never watch Indiana Jones the same way after having all of the motifs and themes and little Easter eggs that John Williams leaves throughout the movie exposed. So please go watch it. I highly recommend it. The soundtrack show. Peace. Oh my God. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Holy. And he's going to check out that show. <clears throat> Thanks for the VM, Ben. Sounds good to me. Ben already I mean, is better. Is it the greatest piece of music ever made? Is it the greatest? I ask you. I'm not disagreeing with you. Thank you. Take that as a win. <laughs> Final VM in. Dear friend of the show. Last minute VM. What's up, 70 millimeter? Hey, if you don't mind, I'm going to direct my remarks tonight to your... Wonderful guest host, Mr. Jonesy Loves Beer. Hello. America's hardest working dad. I call him. Hey, Jonesy. It's your pal Art here. Oh, God. Hey, buddy. Art. I'm just calling in to Love say, you. you know what? I believe in you. We've all been <laughs> yeah. there. We've all reached these professional impasses in our lives where mm. the hurdle's too tall, the mountain's too steep. But you know what? That's when we pause, we take a deep breath, we look inward, we dig deep, and we pick a day. And we do it. We knock it out. We put mm. 2007's Lions for Lambs on the calendar, directed <laughs> by Mr. Robert Redford, and we watch it because it stars living legend Tom Cruise. And boom, interview with a podcast vampire. It's back, baby. You know what's on the other side mm. of that hideous mountain? A beautiful Tom Meadow sprouting flowers mm. that are the oblivions of the world. The Valkyries, the Mission Impossible 4s, 5s, and 6s. I believe in you, buddy. We can do it. Love you, Jonesy. Thank you, Art. Love you guys. Thanks, 70 millimeter. Have a great night. <laughs> Wonderful catharsis <laughs> with uh, with that Thanks, voicemail. Art. Uh, are you trying to tell me that it's been too long, Art, and that I should uh, should record uh, Podcast Vampire? Is that what you're getting at? Podcast Vampire is on a very abbreviated schedule. When was Can <laughs> someone say when the last episode we did was? I mean, it was a long time ago. Uh, it might even be like May of last year for all I know. That sounds right. Sheesh. 
The next one is Ooh. Lions for Lambs. That's what Art was alluding to. March 12th. Thank you, Mel. What is this? 2007 uh, Meryl Streep? So, like, we're going to do it. Like, we're going to record the podcast, guys. It's not like we've ended the show. This is, uh, I can reveal this because she I'm might reading. be going into labor you- right now. But this is one of the few podcasts that Tara also enjoys. Mm. Interview with the podcast vampire, vampire Ian, former producer of the show, now disgraced. Um, we got to do it for Tara. Is Tara is in labor right now? You can reveal that? We might have to She's do a labor not, episode. Oh immediate Ian emergency labor episode. No more 4K box sets for you, Ian. It's <laughs> late night, late night drives <laughs> to the pharmacy getting uh, all wipes and size one diapers because you bought newborn diapers like an idiot. <laughs> oh, golly. We did it. Last Crusade. Jonesy's triumphant return to podcasting. Jonesy, thank you so much for uh, being here. I can I say this without Jonesy. any type of arrogance, but I don't think we would be here doing 70mm without uh, mm. you and my friendship Stop over the years. It. You know, you Amen. know that I can I can't Agreed. give nor can I receive compliments. Uh, so I'll just say thank you, and uh, the three of you know how I feel about you. And I love you. And I'll be happy to help you whenever I can, if you'd like me to come back. Mm. Mm -mm. Mm. Next week, allegedly, there's another Indiana Jones movie that was made. False. We're going to cover it. We're going to dig into this this conspiracy theory. Uh, Proto, can you take us away? Digging deep. Oh, I had had a, um, a song come to me. I just wanted to test it out. First lyric. <clears throat> when the chest holds up. That's as far as I've gotten so far, but uh, I'm working on it. It's a, it's a ballad to indie. Mm. When the chest holds up. So can you uh, can you reveal your guest host for this next episode? Uh, we do not have a yeah. guest host. Shocker! Lined up. Nobody wanted to come on and do Crystal Skull. <laughs> you feel something inside you. Uh, <laughs> we'll see everybody next week for the fourth Indiana Jones movie, The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. millimeter is a tape deck production featuring original artwork provided by Danny Haas. Spiritual Guidance and V'ger, the robot who loves movies, created by Protolexis. Producer Amaritis, Dale underscore A. Prints and other merch are available on 70mmpod.com. This episode was mixed, edited, and produced by me, Slim. You can support our Patreon for access to the VHS Village Discord to talk movies with new friends, access to exclusive episodes, discounts on merch, and a physical membership card mailed to you. To check out other Tape Deck podcasts, find the link in the episode notes. And if you'd like to support our friends at Letterboxd and upgrade to pro or patron status, 
you can do so with a 20% off discount using the links at 70mmpod.com. Goodbye. This, this, this is a Tape Deck Podcast.